Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What I did love about the Wild Card Weekend, one, I think having the bye is the greatest advantage ever. Mm -hmm. You avoided all of that craziness that went down. And then, as like Chiefs fans, how did you not ride the wave? Oh, I did. I was all over the Didn't place. Didn't you scout every single team? Yeah. I mean, all four possibilities almost came true. I know. Everything could have happened. Everything was in play after yeah. every game. I'm scout the charge. You're scout the charge going, man, that charge team could be scary. Yep. Bosa's back now. That could be really scary. Oh, wait, they choked. They choked. Oh, well, Jacksonville's got nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, boy, they, they're believing now. And they're really playing for Doug Peterson. The too. Jags are playing with nothing to lose. Like, they, th to, to be the Jags this weekend would probably be the most fun because you're going to do wild and crazy stuff. And it's going to be like you're playing back with your friends on the, on the you know, the Sandlot yeah. again, right? And then they're going to get after it. The Dolphins had a shot. And you're going, wait, the Dolphins have a shot in this thing? Oh, my goodness. What's going on here? Well, Mr. January had three turnovers. And... and and all I'm thinking, I'm watching the Dolphins. I go, well, you can get the ball downfield against these guys. That's cool. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna play. <laughs> well, if it's the Dolphins, that's great. One, they've knocked out the Bills, and they come to Arrowhead. I mean, all you got to do is get somebody down the field. You can right. throw over the top of this team, no problem. Uh, and then that went by the wayside. Right. But then they were still, then they are like, okay, well, I'll watch this night game. It'll see. It's not going to probably be much. Oh, wait. You got to start thinking about the Ravens now, too. Yep. That, yep. That's What's right. going on here. Boy, that Huntley guy could be tough to stop. And mm -hmm. if they you rely on the running game, you know what? I didn't want to see. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you went through all four of the possibilities and they were all realistically about to come true at some point. I didn't want to see Marcus Peters back here either. I, that guy's punching people in the nuts underneath a pile, like pulling in his inner Sean Smith and doing that kind of stuff. Like, I don't like Marcus Peters at all. And, I, you know, if he would have come in here, he would have tried to hurt somebody. So I, I did not want to see Marcus Peters coming back here to Kansas City. But you're right. I don't know that we've ever had an emotional wave like that in Super Wild Card Weekend because it's only two years old. And last year, Super Wild Card Weekend was not that good. Like the seven seeds last year, did not put up a fight like the seven seeds did this year. And the the, the seven seeds both could have won. Now, it, 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 there was a separation between San Francisco and, and Seattle. But Miami put up one hell of a fight and lost the game because their coach is a nitwit. And, Can't get a play in. And, put too much on their on their young quarterback. Yeah, but your Didn't wide receivers are dropping the football. Can't catch the football. They were they were their own worst uh, problem. I mean, I thought I thought Skyler Thompson played great for the 49ers. But don't you think they put too much on him Absolutely in the game? Absolutely, they, totally they did. did. They like, totally come did. Come on now. But he like, also made some really good throws that they didn't catch. Yeah, and then sure. and then Tony Romo, why he's not talking about Mr. January and telling us how great Josh Allen is. I mean, he he's going to sit there on the last play of the game and try to rip Skylar Thompson. Oh, he had Tyreek Hill wide open. Well, maybe he didn't trust Tyreek Hill because Tyreek didn't catch a he damn thing had, that was thrown at him. And he wasn't open. He was bracketed. You know, the safety was over top of him and, right there, right? And, and he the threw line, that. The linebacker was underneath. Right. right. Also, there's two guys rushing at Skylar Thompson. Like, as a quarterback, you didn't. I mean, I guess you thought you could just find any window, but like that wasn't the easiest play in the no. world. Pressure forced him away. Right. 
and and Tyreek was open for like a smidgen amount of time. Plus, there's a linebacker sitting there. Yep. So if you if you'd have tried for Tyreek Hill and got an interception and it ripped him too, right? Uh, I, I thought it was that that was pretty un I thought it was pretty unfair. I'm with I, you I did, that, I, I that did that too. Particular play. I thought that was thought, again like Romo just getting progressively worse in front of our eyes. But yeah, I thought that was an unfair shot. And I'm not just defending him because he's he's ours. You know, Skylar Thompson's our kid, right? That's our guy. But I mean, I thought he played really well, and his teammates and his coaching staff did not do enough to give him the opportunity to go out there and win that game. And when he did throw that ball on the last play, that was pass interference or at least illegal contact. Was it Jordan Poyer had his arm locked like they were going to get ready to do see do at some ice house in Austin? Like, what what's going on down here? Where's the flag? Why didn't they throw a flag? On that play, that was pass interference if I've ever seen it in my life. But again, the script writers in the NFL want Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Because I heard Romo say, well, Buffalo season can't end like this. Right. And Nance nudged him and goes here. Page five of the script says this can't, is how it's going to happen. It. Yeah. God, like if Romo no, that's, yesterday that's was just. The, one, it's awesome not being in the fight on that particular weekend. Mm-hmm. And then riding the wave of almost. <laughs> Every scenario had its moment for the Chiefs to face X. Yeah. Chiefs to face Y. Chiefs to face C. And none of them I felt good about. I didn't want to face the Chargers. I didn't want to face Miami and heel. I didn't want to face the Ravens. <laughs> I just kept ticking down and ticking down and ticking down. I'm like, all right, so we got Jacksonville. How's that going to go? Oh, God, Jacksonville. Like, they are literally playing with nothing to lose. No, they are on super house money. I mean, you talk. We've seen teams play on house money before, right? Like the 14 Royals. Talk about taking their house money. I think the Giants are going to be the 2014 Royals, by the way. I think they're going to beat the Eagles. I'll say that right now. Giants will be playing for the NFC Championship against San Francisco. It'll be a battle of the Giants versus the 49ers for the NFC Championship. I don't think Jalen Hurts is any good. He's not an MVP. Maybe the MVP of the division, but not of the league. I think the Giants go out there, and I think they play the Eagles well, and I think they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And so they're they're playing with house money, and Jacksonville's playing with house money. You don't want to be the one seed facing the team that's playing with house money like Philadelphia and Kansas City have to do this weekend because the Giants and Duval, they've got nothing nothing to lose, and they're going to do everything they possibly can to win. It's going to be unconventional. It's going to be tough games for both of those one seeds this weekend. Chiefs and Jags, Saturday, Saturday, 3.30 on 106.5. The Wolf, our pregame coverage gets underway at noon, noon on Saturday. Uh, you you mentioned a little bit of the, of the Giants. I mean... I guess well, playoffs make legacy, especially for quarterbacks. Oh God, yes. Um, well, guess, no, it doesn't. It, don't, long as Romo's calling your game, <laughs> well, your you legacy get, will be created for that's you. That's true. It doesn't have to. It doesn't even have to be. This is why Josh Allen is Mister January. Yeah, I guess you can preemptively title somebody before they've accomplished things. But um, not only legacy, but Daniel Jones is making money. Oh my God, Daniel Jones is printing checks as the days go on because. The Giants, rightfully so at the start of this season, did not pick up his fifth-year option. Shouldn't have. Right? You shouldn't have. No reason to. New coach, new coordinator. Let's see what we got out here. Daniel Jones has been unbelievable all season long. And yesterday, I mean, you could say he was the best quarterback of the weekend in the NFL. I, I think yesterday... Yesterday, Daniel Jones showed why the Brinks truck is going to back up to his door and drop a boatload of cash. He's a free agent at the end of the season. Worst case scenario for Daniel Jones is this. He makes $45.2 million on a franchise tag next year. That is worst case scenario for Daniel Jones, fully guaranteed. $45.2 million on the franchise tag. 
If he doesn't you sign that before the season started, no, huh? I never would have, right? And, and so that's option one. So minimum, he's going to make $45.2 million next year. Minimum. Daniel Jones before the season, worst case scenario was he's a backup somewhere else. Right. Now his worst case scenario is the franchise the, the tag. The franchise tag, worst case scenario. Second option, long-term deal with the Giants, which I think is ultimately what's going to happen. They'll franchise him. They'll get some long-term deal done. He'll be a Giant for life. Or if it doesn't work out, then he goes somewhere else and cashes it because the quarterback offseason is going to be a – unbelievable roller coaster of a ride. And I think it's going to be a merry-go-round as well. I think that thing's going to spin and people are going to change places. Like I think Daniel Jones right now is earning a lot of money. I don't know that Lamar Jackson's earning money right now because a, he didn't play B. He didn't go to the game and C people wonder if he's really hurt or if he's just protecting himself. If he's protecting himself, I don't have a problem with it. But if you're another team, you look at that and you go, hmm, maybe that's not the guy that I want to pay $250 million to to be the leader of he this organization. He might have to do the uh, Carlos Correa physicals. He may, he, he may have he, to. Uh, when yeah. he makes his uh, visits around the uh, the NFL. Yeah, or I know he, a lot of people were asking, like, uh, why wasn't he there? Lamar yesterday, yeah. and I'm with you. I I, I asked you because you travel with the team. Do injured players travel? And you're like, yeah, not a lot all of them. Do. them. Not all of them, but some do. Yeah, you like, see, McCall Hardman's McCall been traveling with yeah. the Chiefs for like a month before he was back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, and you're the quarterback, you and it's be the there. quarterback. He should have been there. And they were talking about how he and Huntley are are great friends and what have you. All right, go help the dude. And it's the playoffs. And it's, it's the postseason. Yes, you would have had way too many shots of every time something went wrong of him standing on the sidelines and to be the cutaway or whatever, but he should have been there. Yeah. That was weird to me. Like, he's got to be there. Got to support the team. Got to support the team. Not that, yeah. not that I was puttying this thing, but you got to support the team. Yeah, I think he should have been on the sidelines. I think it's a bad look. Yeah, yeah. I, I The more I think about it, the more I'm like, because my first reaction was like, well, he's injured. Do you really want him around if he's injured? Like, what's he going to add? And then I'm like, no, nah, he's the starting quarterback. Optics. He should be there helping. Optics. I mean, helping. Especially, I'm using air quotes, but right, whatever. Right. You can help. But but especially going into the free agency period, I thought Chet Huntley played great yesterday. Baltimore may look around and go, you know what, Lamar, we're not paying you that kind of money. We're going to stick with Chet. Tyler? I don't even know what his name is. Hot Rod? I don't know. Yeah. I thought he played. I thought he played just fine yesterday. Yeah, but you're right. Daniel Jones might have been the best quarterback because everybody else had some some warts. Daniel Jones threw for 300 yards and ran for right? 80, right? And, and 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 ran like Mahomes runs, where like every Lawrence, time he ran, it was a backbreaker. Lawrence had four picks. Right? Josh Allen had three three turnovers. Three turnovers, two picks. Right. Uh, yeah. Burrow Burrow was held again to 200, just a shy of 209. Return. 200 yards. I mean, Burrow's also got some problems with his offensive line right now. That's why I think Buffalo wins that game because I think they're going to get after the quarterback. I mean, three fifths of your offensive line have gone down over the last three weeks. You've lost a guy in every game over the last three weeks. You talk about getting the rest from That's a bye. Tough to overcome. What would we be doing if we had three fifths of our offensive line go down? Right. I mean, it would not be a good situation for anybody. So no, I, I thought, I think Su- Super Bowl in Tampa happens. Yeah. Right. That, that, that goes down. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. We we saw that happen. But Daniel Jones, he was the best quarterback of the weekend. I never thought I would say that. There there were legitimately, what, three, four, five games played, ten quarterbacks, and we still have one more to go tonight. Daniel Jones was the best quarterback of the entire wild card weekend. 
And to do that and to do it in New York, I can only imagine today what the conversation is going to be like in New York about getting Daniel Jones signed to this long-term deal. Because, Josh, you're right. Legacies are made in the playoffs. Legacies are created in the playoffs. And if you're a quarterback that wins in the playoffs, well, your legacy gets created for you. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. You know, support the team. There was a really bad beat. What was this person thinking? Really a lot to risk to not make a lot, too. Comes from uh, Darren Ravel. When the Chargers went up 27-0, a better bet $1.4 million on them to win the game to net $11,200. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking a 27 nothing. I'll do a quick $11,000 withdrawal, but I'm going to put up $1.4 million. Yeah. He didn't win. No. no that Draft guy King lost, Sportsbook yeah. confirmed that this bet was indeed made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wager $1.4 million to pay $1.411,200. Hey, you're risking one point four to win eleven grand. Doesn't seem really smart. Had he bet Jacksonville on the money line instead of the Chargers, Josh, he would have won $39.2 million. I don't know how you come back from that. I guess you, well, I do, because you had $1.4 million to bet in the yeah. first place. It wasn't like, whoever this was, wasn't it wasn't their last, probably their last $1.4 million. Right. I would think. Right? right? Yeah. This is somebody who's routinely done stuff like this. Might have been Mattress Mac. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who it was. If it was his last $1.4 million, then you're like, idiot. Like, yeah. Is how this Chevy over- Chase and Vegas vacation, How you right? can overcome it is you have an extra $1.4 million for next week. This is what it is how you overcome <sighs> those things. I don't I don't care That's how much bad, money That's I a had. bad beat. $1.4 million is still $1.4 million, right? Yeah, to make 11000 which Right. Is, it's, 11, it's not make, a great Making 11000 would be great, but not... Risking $1.4 million to do it sounds terrible. Man, the return just isn't worth it. No. 11000 1.4. I mean, if he could have put that on Jacksonville, you know, if he would have been able to get the bet in on time or find somebody to make the bet for him. I know it's not the quickest turnaround. What are you putting in your savings? I mean, I don't, right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, right? I, mean, I saw that SoFi some, commercial with, just with Justin interest. Herbert. You get 2.5% interest. I'd take the 2.5%. Just, just some interest. You'd have made that in short order, wouldn't you? Absolutely. That's I don't, really man, bad. It's, it's insane. Best of luck to you, sir. Uh, but, yeah, you would have won $39.2 million had you gone the other way. This is good to see, but of the three of us, it was actually – B-Dub that got down a strange rabbit hole when it comes to referees. <laughs> we'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Monday edition. Fesco in the morning. Along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler. Brian Williams, B-Dub producing. I hate to uh, to break this to you. Your childhood sweetheart passed away. Gina Lola Brigida died, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot of sleep over that one. <laughs> I've heard of him. So... Uh, that whoever that person is, I don't know. And then uh, and then Iowa offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz are trending today. Oh, I trending! Was like, I what happened know. with him? I didn't know. He's just uh, uh, he's now uh, at fault for throwing it short to T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> for the Vikings. So he's, Hawkinson. He's getting all the uh, all the credit. Yeah. Um, They're really sad about Gina Lola Bridget at ninety five years old. Man, that the third? I don't know. There's a bunch, bunch of people that have passed away, so I don't know. I don't know. The third today. No, but they've been. There's been a lot. Also, uh, Valchek from The Wire died. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. That's not true. Sergeant, for me. right? Sergeant Valchek. Yeah, he uh, he passed away today too. So, what was his name? Um, Al Brown. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Veteran actor Al Brown became famous for his role in the hit TV show The Wire. Died at the age of 83. So, yeah, tough day. Velchek. God. Um, it was great to know that B-Dub was the one that got down the rabbit hole this time. Because <laughs> I don't know how you got there. If you could explain how you got there. But you were, amongst taking in the wildcard games of the weekend, were Taking a look at the referee crews, Dub. That's a little scary. Well, yeah. they got that website or that Twitter follow, right? NFL referees or whatever it is. It's like- I was just curious to see where our buddy was going to end up um, over the weekend. And as I was Ooh, going Carl? through, yeah, Carl, Carl. buddy Carl. And yeah. um, so I'm going down the list of the games, and they list the crews that they have plus the alternate crew, which is always headed by a referee as well. And Carl didn't have a starting gig mm-hmm. at all this weekend, nor was he listed as an alternate for any of the games. And I was like, huh. Well, they're saving him for that neutral site championship game so he can make sure the Bills win and get on to the Super Bowl so they can celebrate Buffalo this year. That That's where Carl Cheffers is. He's he's waiting in the weeds for a bigger game involving Kansas City. So my mind just automatically went to go. I'm like, okay, so is this part of the script as well? Are we getting set up here? So I sent the message to you guys. Does Carl get the 3.30 game on Saturday? Yeah, he may. He may. I mean, so uh, I, I don't know when they're going to announce who the officials are, probably after tonight's game, or may, maybe it's out there on that Twitter feed right now. NFL, I think it's like NFL officiating assignments or NFL zebras or, you know, you know blind guys are us or something it's called. I, I don't know. But I, I, I didn't feel like the officials were, 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 were really that great. In, especially in the Buffalo game. I mean, I, I think that's the one that everybody looks if at. If you were looking for conspiracies, yeah, you probably and everybody found is. what you were looking for yeah, in that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody is, though. I mean, that that's the thing. Every single person that I know is in on this conspiracy thing that they're trying to make Buffalo win these games. I mean, the last play of the game was a clear in, – in hockey, they would have called it a hooking penalty – uh, in football, they just you know swallowed their whistles and didn't throw any flags, and and that could have been you know called and should have been called 
to keep the Miami playoff hopes alive in that situation, but it wasn't there. I, I think Jeffers gets rolled out soon. I think he gets rolled out in a game featuring the Chiefs. It may be this weekend or it may be the neutral site game, but I don't, I don't think we're done with Carl Jeffers yet. I think he does exactly what the league wants him to do, and he's going to get in there, and he's going to earn himself an extra paycheck in the postseason. All I know is there was one crew that had Sean Smith on it. Mm-hmm. He was the guy, and so I was I was laughing because it was Sean Smith. Right, right. Oh, and he threw another 15-yard yeah. penalty for somebody saying a bad word to him. Did you see him run that down? There was a 15-yard. Oh, yard... oh, he was the Chris Jones guy? he was the Chris Jones guy? Oh, yeah. no, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he, he tagged somebody else during the weekend. He right. said something he didn't like, and he went right at him. 15 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So he's still out there throwing penalty flags as well. So we'll see how it all shapes up for the, uh, for the, for the coming weekend. But you know, I mean, how many total crews did they have? Well, I mean, you, you have to have at least 16, I would imagine. Right. Cause if you play every game on a Sunday, involving all, all the teams, do right? they all, I, I hate to say it this way. Do they all qualify for the postseason? No, no, they get graded. It, I, okay, it's supposed so, to be ba- based on grades, but I don't so know if who grade them six on. This, you know, like how many? Right? Does it do, like if you ref this weekend, are you out for the next oh. round and then the the, oh. the next round? Again, I don't I, know. I normally, don't look into that stuff. Right. So I dumped down the rabbit hole. Well, Chevers is so he's probably back next week. Well, when you, like, when, when you, I typically try not to pay attention to that stuff. When you think about it, you know how many games do we have in the wild card weekend? We have six wild card games, right? Two. Three, one, that's six. And then how many games do we have next weekend? One, two, three, four games next weekend. So now you're at 10 playoff games. Then the championship games are 12. The Super Bowl's 13. So you could essentially have 13 different crews, which is basically all of the referee crews except three. I don't know if they do it that way or not. And I could be like most of the time just speaking out my ass. But I could I could see like where the three bottom crews don't get rewarded and you have to really stink if you're not refing a postseason game. So I would expect Carl Cheffers to pop up somewhere at some time unless the NFL is gonna punish him for you know crying for, what? for they crying. Would, they would never do that. For crying at arrow. They like what he, they like what he's what he's slinging out yeah. there. Well they do. They really do. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't know I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um but isn't that sad, though, Josh? I mean, it really is. It's yeah, sad, I, bro. I, I, like, we're sitting here I talking about. I pay attention to this, and I, I, do, I don't want to. I don't either. I, like, I hate when Angel Hernandez shows up at a baseball game, and we've got to talk about him. I shouldn't know who these umpires and referees or anybody mm. like that are. You would know Ed Hockley because he was strong. You knew Red Cashin because he said, first down. You knew Jerry Seaman. Like, you, you knew those guys. Jerry Markbright, another great referee back in the day. We shouldn't know the referees because they're awful. We should know them because there's something unique that stands out, like muscles. Yes, yes. Now they all wear medium yeah. shirts and, yeah. you know, try to be all muscular, which is great. I like to see people try to get themselves in shape and feel good about themselves. But we know Carl Cheffers because he's inept at his job. We know Angel Hernandez because he sucks at his job. I want to see guys and, and gals as, as referees and umpires that I recognize for being good. That's why I always knew Jerry Markbright. He was my favorite ref as a kid. Yes, I was a dork. I had a favorite referee. Jerry Markbright was my guy. Always seemingly ref like big giant games. Always number twenty three. I remember his number. Oh wow, love that Jordan, guy. He was the Jordan of refs. He was. I love Jerry Markbright. Right, and I'm sure Binkley's like cheering along right now, listing his favorite refs from back in the day. But Carl Cheffers, the only reason I know who he is is because he sucks so bad at what he does. He is really gross and ineffective, and not fit to be refing in the postseason. If he shows up, well, then you know we got other problems.
But if she, if Cheffer shows up on Saturday at Arrowhead, they can't do, they can't put him in that position, can they? First call of the game. Let's go down to Carl Cheffers. Oh my God! The stadium will boo on the coin toss. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know because I don't pay enough attention when I'm at the game. Do they introduce? They don't introduce the referee over the PA, do they? Today's referee is Carl Cheffers. I don't know because I'm listening to Mitch, and he would be, yeah. Yeah, they say it on the broadcast. Yeah. I mean, all the time. Let's go down to Carl Cheffers for the call. Boo, you suck. Well, they might. And that's just Mitch. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll listen together. I'm not sure. Yeah. I had the headphones on. They're cranked up really hot. I don't know. Uh, kudos to Cliff Kingsbury. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to applaud. Even if Bob's going to debunk some of the story, I'm, I'm clapping. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the way you go. What do you mean? Scorched earth? Live, drop the mic. Live the buyout life. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury's being mentioned for OC jobs all over the country. At I'd rather go to the OC than be an OC. And he allegedly purchased a one-way ticket to Thailand. See, I'm telling you what happened. He said the name of that town in Thailand, and they thought he, Siri thought he said the name of the town in Thailand when he was just like saying "eff it," and somehow a ticket got purchased. But people have done research on this now. I don't know. Peter Sh- Peter Schrager was the one that that reported it. Well, Peter Schrager, I mean, he knows his international. That laws. he booked a one way trip to Thailand, mm-hmm. and told people he's not interested in an OC job. Great. Good. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm all for it. You take the money and you run. Yes. And I, he bought two tickets to paradise, mm-hmm. whatever. And he doesn't know when he's coming back and he packed a bag and he's out and he doesn't know when he's returning. Mm-hmm. I hope this story is 100% true. I think it's wrong. And that he goes and he takes an extended vacation and they're, at some point in time, he's like hairs growing out and stuff, and and the natives are saying, "Well, what is it with that that quirky guy who's got this? Uh, he's got this hut out on the water." And they're like, oh, "He used to be something in America. I don't really know who this guy is." Uh, Do you think he found like, Eric Berry over there? Like he doesn't like shower and stuff. He's got like the same clothes, and they're like, "Wow, this American's really weird, kind of quirky, or whatever." And it's just Kingsbury just living the life. That's how you should live the buyout. Yeah, well, according to the... You don't the, take the next offensive coordinator job. No, you absolutely you don't. You stay in no. a hut. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you go to, like, Tahiti. And, and you don't yeah. have a ticket back because you don't know when you're coming back. Yeah, but, see, you can't do that in Thailand. You 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 cannot enter the country, apparently, on a one-way airline They ticket. want an end date. They want an end date. They want to know when you're leaving, right? That's, that's what... Uh, How long can we expect you to be here? Because I've got a friend right now who's, like, kind of traveling the globe, you know, and... She was in Europe for a while, and they got a 90-day limit where you have to go, you know. You, Unless you, you're there you, on a work you, visa or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you, you got to go. And so now she's in, down in Australia or something, and then I think she's got like 90 days there, and you got to bounce out of that joint too. So Cliff Kingsbury, by doing this and Schrager reporting all of this, it's nice in theory. It's great I, theory. I, I, and I'm all for it. I just don't think you're allowed to do that because when you say something like that, 
the internet sleuths are going to come out and find out whether or not that's really true, right? It doesn't take much anymore to go out there and figure out what, what the truth is. And if there is no ability to have a one-way ticket going to Thailand, then that story is, is exactly what it is. It is a great story. But I hope for Cliff Kingsbury's sake, because this is what I would do, I would bounce, and you'd never hear from me again. Go live that buyout life, man. i just hang out at that house with his supermodel girlfriend. Sorry about two tickets to paradise. He's out. He's gone. So even if you had to give an end date, as long as he's like, whatever, you want an end date, here's an end date. Mm-hmm. Fine. Here's my end date. Right. Subject, subject to change. Right. The fact that if he's turning jobs down and just going to be like, I'm just going to be Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Good for him. That's what you should do. Absolutely. Doesn't he jump back into some stupid offensive coordinator job just to stay in the mix? Forget that. Why Why do you need to stay in the mix? The longer you're out, the more attractive you become. And he's good looking as it is. Yeah, this. I, I like the story. I don't, I don't like the fact you've, you've tried to ruin the story. I like the story. Don't tell me you can't go to Thailand on a one-way ticket. I just like I the fact that he's it. bouncing, though, Josh. I, it's a brilliant move. I mean, for, for whatever reason, nobody else ever does this. Like, they, people lose their mind. I'm going to be out of the mix. I got $30 million. I don't really care. Yeah. And then the uh, the other part of that I like, too, uh, the, all the memes that came out, mm-hmm. obviously, with that. And then as every coach buffooned their way through their their losses, uh, the the uh, Cliff Kingsbury welcoming Brandon Staley meme. Did you see no, that? No, I did not. With, no, uh, no. With your, uh, with your movie, it's uh, uh, he's, he's sawing the boat. And he's, oh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank, he's, 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 he's sanding the boat and, and red comes. Oh, that's it was good. Kingsbury was, was Tim Robbins and, and, uh, I like that. And Staley was, uh, was oh, that's uh, good. Uh, Freeman. And, yeah. and, uh, that one, <laughs> that one was fantastic. I'm but just now, happy to see my friend. Now, now every coach <laughs> that get, gets bounced is going to Thailand, which is pretty yeah, terrific. I do. That's good. I like it. Uh, speaking of, of, uh, bad, uh, bad coaches, uh, Brandon Staley, where does the list start? Great, great note though. If you believe like NFL network, they had a report that said that they didn't think he was, it was unlikely he was going to be fired. Right. Yeah. It's so kind of awesome. He may be back. Keep him around, Fine. but he never might have to change up his staff. Uh, Rex Ryan, though, went off on ESPN about Brandon Staley. This guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He ain't yeah. close. Like, he may be in a math quiz or something like that, but this is football. <laughs> this guy is so disrespectful to the game that the, the coaches that have coached Prior to this guy, look, has he ever done it? I'm going to go for it on fourth down. I'm the guy. I don't care what Bill Parcells did, Bill Walsh, Bill, Bill Belichick, and Bill anybody. Any of them. I don't care. I'm smarter than them. No, you're reckless. He's been reckless ever since he took the job. Now he's reckless with his players. Health, a guy that's had a broken neck, by the way, Mike Williams, had back issues all the time, and he gets hurt uh, in the last regular season game. Imagine that. But here's the deal. This guy, he, he doesn't. I don't think he respects the game because how do you not like he needs to grow from it. He needs to grow from not being, you know, I'm smarter than anybody else in the room. Do it. The, you know, there's a reason why those guys want all those rings. And, and to me, the guy, this is what happens when you hire guys that have limited experience. What what he coached for four years or something? And he gets a job. You know, we look at our own Jeff Saturday he had no experience. He may be a good coach 10 years from now. But he, he's had no experience. So what happens? He blew a lead like this also, right? Experienced coaches ain't going to lose these games, I can assure you. 
Uh, I've seen it happen. twice well, recently it where can, experienced coach has yeah, lost those it games. Can happen, unfortunately. Um, yes, it, it can definitely happen. There's no question about it. So um, he said he was good at math. Yeah, yeah he, he, <laughs> I could love have been that. Good though. at a yeah. math meet or something like wow, <laughs> Rex. <laughs> Rex he's Ryan though, going score. This guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He ain't <laughs> close. Like he may be in a math quiz or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Be good in a math quiz. He's a mathlete. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't disagree with anything Rex Ryan said, except yeah. the end part there where, you know, experienced coaches don't blow those games. I hate to say it, but we've we've witnessed we've that. Yeah. that. Yeah. And then you got Marty, who was an experienced coach, blew every playoff game he's ever been in, right? Yeah. So experienced coaches do blow those games. The problem with this guy is he played players in week 18 when there was no reason to play players in week 18 and his arguably best wide receiver got hurt. And that doesn't just affect him. It affect the entire depth chart because then the next guy up, he got hurt. Then you have nobody to go to reckless is a good way to describe Staley. I describe Staley as, uh, as is immature and, and, and he's not mature enough to be an NFL head coach because he's not, he's in his thirties and you have an entire organization that is basically controlled by you. Players livelihoods are up to you and you've got to put them in the right possible situations in which to have success. Brandon Staley has not done any of that. And if I were the chargers, I would 1 million percent fire him because I don't believe he's mature enough to be a head coach. And, and this league is fallen into a trap where they are hiring 35-year-olds who aren't mature enough to lead organizations just because they don't have the life experiences necessary to be the leader of an organization. Like, I, the, the older you are, the more experience you have, and the older you get, the more you realize how stupid you really are and how dumb you are and how much you don't know, right? You and I talk about it all the time. As days go by, we realize how dumb we really are. Like, we didn't know this. <laughs> At 35 years old, you just haven't had enough life and NFL experiences to go out there and lead a billion-dollar entity like like they're asking these coaches to do. These owners are falling in love with 35-year-olds because they called plays for somebody else and they won a championship, and now they think that's the way it's got to be, and they're going out there and they're putting their organizations and their players in jeopardy with these coaches. Wait, wait. <clears throat> Mike McDaniel called plays before? Allegedly. I didn't show it yesterday. No, he did not. Did he, know, did he have more time? Before? Yeah. Or do you have the same amount of time you had to call plays yesterday? Well, see, Josh, it's a lot different when you're a head coach versus a play caller. It's a little bit different because you're dealing with everything. People pulling on your sleeve and you're supposed to be calling plays and you couldn't get those called in in time. Is that what went down? (sighs) He was a mess. How many delay of game, timeout, kind of nonsense you get to pull in one game? That was gross. The NFL, meanwhile, is doing something else wrong with some of their coaches. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Shotgun snap, Herbert to pass. To the end zone, caught, Everett, touchdown, Chargers! Herbert to Gerald Everett. 
that was that was then. Kick is up. Kick is good. The Chargers are out of the playoffs. Oh, Chargers. God, right you hate were... to see it, right? Man, man, oh, man alive, tough. right? Oh, no. That's tough. There's some really good news, though. Courtesy What's that? Of, uh, Jim Trotter covers the NFL for NFL media. Covered the Chargers for a long, long time as well. Says, I am not going to tell you what I would do. I'm going to tell you what I think ownership will do based on more than two decades of being around the team. See, that that's I like that approach right there because what I would do and what ownership would do a lot of times are it's completely different. Yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. I think we try to caveat caveat that sometimes. Yeah. Like I it's not what I do, but this is this is what they're gonna this do. This is what they're going to do, yeah. right? Um he says, cutting the chase, I do not believe they will fire Brandon Staley. However, I do believe there will be changes to the staff. More on that in a moment. I believe Sean Payton has never been given serious consideration because the team has never given serious consideration to firing Staley. And if they were going to make a change, there are too many factors working against Payton on their sideline. The factors include draft picks. Chargers love draft capital. Uh, They've exercised a first-round pick in each of the last 23 drafts and not likely to give up multiple picks, including a one for Payton. Contract. Payton figures to be one of the league's higher-paid coaches when he joins a team. Chargers simply don't spend on coaches that way. Their last three hires have all been first-time head coaches who don't command large salaries. However, people that call them cheap are ill-informed. I was a beat writer when they did pursue Bill Parcells and Jimmy Johnson. The talks never got to money, nor would money have been an issue. Um, Ownership also believes in checks and balances. Dean Spanos is allergic to giving full authority to one person. Peyton has had significant influence in New Orleans and likely will want it at his next stop. Lastly, I know many of you don't want to hear it. The leadership likes a lot of things about Staley, the way he leads, communicates, schemes, and carries himself. That means a lot to them. Okay. So. So they're cheap. The good news is he's staying. The bad news is if you're not going to move on your coat, your head coach, Enough of the, well, you have to change out your coordinators nonsense. No, everybody or knows your other that's dead man coaches. walking. Yes. Yeah. Why, why is the NFL doing, why is this becoming a trend? Right. It's not just there. Uh, Tennessee's, Tennessee's in that doing mode. it. The Jets just did it. Jets just did it. All you're saying is, man, I don't, not now, but it's close. Mm-hmm. You got to make some changes. Do you really think that? The people they hired when he first took the job were the ones he wanted. Probably so. Yeah. Probably got him to take that job. They liked to. They liked the appeal of you know, hey, let's go work for a few years, as opposed to now where you're gonna take that job and go. Maybe it's one year, man. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm probably next. I don't. Why would you set up your 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 situation that way? Well. Now, you're okay, I guess. We'll keep you around. He's got to change everybody underneath you. I think that's setting everybody up to fail. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a disaster. So go ahead and fire your coach. You're going to do that. Right, exactly. It's a disaster of an idea because everybody knows when you're put in the um, we've got um, to replace our coordinators, you're one year away from being replaced yourself, right? That being said, what kind of coach are you going to be able to hire as your offensive and defensive coordinators with them knowing that he just had to fire his entire staff. You're not going to get coaches that are as good as the ones that you currently have because nobody that is a good coach 
is going to take that job unless there's some sort of long-term guarantee with cash that when Staley gets fired after this next season, you get a buyout as well. And so I think it's going to be very difficult not to hire somebody because somebody will take the job, but I think it's going to be very difficult to well, get somebody get of best, quality. Gonna you're gonna not going to get the best candidate. The best right? candidate who's coming there and like, hey, I'll take a one-year flyer for no, one. It's great. You're, you're not, you're, no not going to do that. You're not going to move your family. You're not going to move your life. You're not going to change everything up to go out to L.A. for what could potentially amount to half a season because, hey, I mean, when they get off to a bad start, Staley could get bounced early, right? And so you'll finish out the year, and then you'll be looking for another new job. I, I think right now you're going to get a worse coach and a worse coordinator than you currently have if you make these guys make staff changes. I just don't think it is a logical way to go about running an operation. If you're a head coach and you're thinking, oh, my God, I don't know where I feel about this coach. Let's make staff changes and see. Then you got to bounce on the coach. You've, you've already made your decision up. You're just prolonging it one more year because maybe you like the guy or you don't want to pay him to go away or whatever the case may be. But if you're forcing your head coach to make staff changes, you've already made the decision to fire that yes, head coach. Yes, this is like the quarterback for me. The quarterback and your quarterback, then move on. Move on. Don't yeah. get a quarterback. The coaches and your coach move on. Right. Because if you're telling him that and you're the one dictating, he should be changing out coordinate. Well, then you're making the call. Yeah, so yeah. Like, just then go the on with the coach. Let the coach go as well and 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 clean house because hiring if the coach new makes the decision just, themselves. I understand. Like I need maybe I need an upgrade around me. Right. That's fine. None of these are that way. It always becomes. Like when you know Andy Reid made the decision to get rid of Bob Sutton and bring in Steve Spagnolo as his defensive coordinator. Yeah, that wasn't mandated from above. No, not at all. That was Andy Reid saying, we need to change some things up. I'm Andy Reid. I'm going to be here. This isn't Brendan Staley saying, well, I'm going to be here forever. I need to change some coordinators and get some new blood because guys have moved on to better jobs. This is, I'm being told I need to make staff changes. And once that gets out there, there are going to be coaches who look at that job and go, I'm not interested because I don't want to disrupt my lifestyle to move out there for a year and then to be doing this whole thing all over again next January. So I think I think you really handcuff your coach when you force them to go out and have to hire new coordinators or change their staff. I think it's a bad look. NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. Yeah, I just don't understand. This has become like a trend. I right, yeah. Just move on the coach. Move if, on everybody. If, if, uh, another one is is Mike Vrabel. Maybe he's on better ground, but I don't know. I mean, they uh, they got rid of the GM too, right? right? They got rid of the GM, and, the and coach now he's around, making staff changes. And he's making yeah. staff changes. And according to Tennessean, they want to interview both Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy. Well, Nagy's not going to take that job for I their offensive that. coordinator spot. Yeah, yeah Nagy ain't going nowhere. He's coaching, waiting here in both, Kansas City. Both, both. They want to interview them both, right? Apparently, for their offensive coordinator position. The, the interesting one, though, and, and I'm going to say it's interesting just because of the way people perceive things, like Eric Bieniemy, right? His contract's up at the end of the year. I mean, he's got one to three games left as the offensive coordinator with the Chiefs, and then his contract is up. So if I'm Eric Bieniemy and it's an offensive coordinator job, it may look like a lateral move type job. I'm talking to Tennessee. I said on Friday, I thought the Jets would be a perfect spot. Now, for you him. would take that in, that, that uh, coach on thin ice job there with a potential of being the associate. If I'm that Eric Bieniemy, yes. takes over as the, uh, the head coach. The on only way basis. he's going to get an opportunity to, I believe, truly be that head coach is to take a job like that, get elevated like week eight, coach the last eight weeks. People get excited and win see what he can do and win that job, win that dang Seems job. Seems like the other the other route's been more difficult. Yeah, really has been. Yeah. So you, if you're Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid's not going anywhere. 
Okay, no time soon is Andy Reid walking out that door. So if you really want to be a head coach. At some point in time, I don't know that Andy Reid's helping you anymore. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I'm not saying he's not he's not actively helping you, right. but I'm saying if you weren't getting the Andy Reid bump by now. I mean, you've interviewed with 16 teams or 16 times with 15 teams. Maybe you need to go out and, and almost like create your own identity. Right. Because that apparently hasn't been enough to, to boost Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, we all think we're all in the same camp. Surprisingly, it hasn't happened. But at some point, you're like, well, if it's not happening with Andy Reid, maybe I need to go find out if it can happen by doing it away from Andy Reid. Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe, no. maybe it's time to kind of, the, you know, just to kind of get out on your own, right? You know, like as, as we graduate college, our parents send us out on our own. I think it's time for Eric Bieniemy to go do something like that and, and create a new identity for himself because the identity that he has right now with trying to get to be a head coach is not working. And I feel safe saying it's not working. Again, he's interviewed 16 times with 15 teams. The Jets have interviewed the gentleman twice for their head coaching opening and hasn't gotten it. What's the definition of insanity? Yeah, Doing the same thing over yeah. and over again and hoping for different results, well, and, right? And, and also, he does not have a he does not have a, a deal for next year, right? So that, he's that he's a free agent too. at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in a couple of weeks, he's a free agent. Yeah, and you you could talk to Matt Nagy, but it seems like one Nagy, he's, Nagy's staying. Here. He's the yeah. offensive coordinator in waiting. Yeah, well, that yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and he may be the coach in waiting. Right, right. <laughs> and he's got kids that are in high yeah. school, man. Like yeah. you know, you, you get to a point where. You've got to value your family, and and I think Matt Nagy is doing that. They're excited. They're happy to be back in Kansas City. They love it here. Everybody does, right? But if you're Eric Bieniemy, you've had this that opportunity. That one's just great right? to be nominated. Yeah. It's the, nice that you thought of me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for remembering me. Thank you. No thanks. So, mm-hmm. so Titans wanted to interview them both, which was which was fascinating. Yeah, I'd, I'd take both of those interviews if I'm EB. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, the other one I found funny today, the, the Jets – we're going to interview like someone from the Dolphins. Why? I I was like, are they stealing secrets or are they actually looking for an offensive coordinator? Well, they're looking for a coordinator. Well, I know they're looking for a coordinator, but uh, that one felt a little uh, too in house, right? You're yeah. going to interview someone from the Jets in order to in order to get information, yeah, or from the Dolphins in order to get information, right? Maybe. Don't you feel like that one's a little crazy? I don't know. I think it was Daryl Bevel. I think is what it was. Daryl Bevel. Yeah, like that guy's yeah. like the name that's out there for I know, every job, right? I know. That one to me was weird. Like, oh, you're just fact-finding. Yeah. On a rival in your division, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Bevel. Yeah. Well, if you're Daryl Bevel, you're like, well, this other guy called all the plays anyway. Look where I got him. I mm-hmm. might as well go somewhere else where I can call plays. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Bevel. Like, I feel like he's like been, been around, around forever, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Is there another Bevel I'm thinking of? Like no, Darryl well, Bevel, unless it's right? junior, like a Sante Samuel. Yeah, which junior. I know. I, I thought that was the father. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sitting there watching the game Saturday night. Said <laughs> to my friend, I go, "Wow, oh, he's, he's got, been playing a long time." He's, he goes, he's, "That's his son." I go, "Oh my god, he's still producing." Passes so out, and that I think is picked off. Asante Samuel Jr. has the ball. <laughs> my goodness, Junior, see the, the junior third interception for Asante Samuel Jr. That's right, the junior, junior part mm-hmm. should have got you on that one, but. But yeah, I don't think it's Daryl Bevels Jr., but maybe right. maybe it is at this point in time. Would it shock you if it was? No. I mean, this is the NFL. No, not at all. Or uh, that reigns su- supreme. Nepotism? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That. that. So-and-so's son's going to be the new. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Right. Uh, like Bill Belichick's kid, Steve. 
Steve, yes. Yeah. Steve's got the fantastic like mullet. Mullet, yeah. yeah. He just looks like not a head coach, but he probably will be. <laughs> right? Like Kraft ain't giving him the gig though. You know, I, I mean? don't like, know. Who knows? He's seen that guy run around with his mullet and something. I'm not giving him the job. I'm not either. I don't think he's inheriting it for pops. I would I would not think. Earning a nickname before you've earned the nickname. We'll discuss next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 